Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it's Hump Day with Swanee and friends, Samantha Richards and Dane Swan. Hello. Hi. Hey. Good morning. Are you on your own podcast again? Who? <laughs> hey. Swanee and friends, well, you. He's busy. Um, I assume so, unless I'm dreaming. It's, it's I just a dream. Up, so maybe, but... We had a lot of correspondence about how come you were too busy on Sunday because... And I just said, well, sports, but obviously had you, and there's only so much a man can do in one day. Absolutely. I was asleep most of the day. <laughs> I bet you're really, were you asleep because you were really looking forward to it? You wanted to save all your positive energy because it's your favorite thing to do? Yeah, that's one way to spin it, Samantha, yeah. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got an email here from Ty. It says, where's the merch I bought? Oh, yeah. Well, you just have to come get it. So have you signed it? Unfortunately, I have. Good oh, That's work. good of you. Well done. That's what I did all day. That's what I did Sunday. <laughs> took me about seven hours. <laughs> so how'd you seven go with sports? I, I actually got an email, a text saying that uh, that um, you, you were you were sent it at one stage, but you you sent you sent out a tweet saying that you were sent it. Um, yeah, well. We we did. I wasn't allowed to go into their offices because obviously we're in jail. So mm. um, I just had to. So three or four of us just just jumped on the Zoom. Who the, the boys from Sportsbet, and we just pretty much did it very similar to this, but just with the brown light on them. I, for legal reasons, actually can't have a control of their Twitter account, so they actually have to to type it. So that's why. Oh, we obviously nice. just sit on the air and big now because Sportsbet are the um, official part. I think they're the official gambling partners of the AFL or they're you know, the, the official partners of the AFL. There's um, a lot more rules and regulations around what you can and can't say now about the AFL, I'm assuming. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of zingers that went fucking down the toilet, unfortunately. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, it's not like it was when I first started in when I was 2016 or 2017. But yeah, you obviously have to be a little bit more careful of what I'm allowed to say and what subjects I'm allowed to talk about um, or take the piss out of. But um, but yeah, I don't know if it went down well or not. I'm not sure how the response was. I wasn't paying attention because I wasn't in the offices. So, but yeah, it was it was pretty cruisy. Um, did you do law at school, Sam? Say that one more time. Did you do law at school? Legal? No, I didn't. No. Yeah. Well, it wasn't huge at Caulfield Tech, but I can't remember anything that's saying that Dane Swan can't do something mm. as, a, as a clause. I don't. I don't remember it being mm. in there, but I, I feel like it would be wise. Imagine giving Dane Swan free reign and full access to your account. She said for legal reasons. Goodness uh, me. There was a bit that went, um, went uh, missing, but, oh, well, that is what it is, isn't it? What can you do? I really do enjoy you on Twitter, Dane. I don't know if I've said this before, but I don't follow many accounts. I guess you follow the news accounts for the updates, you follow, you know, a few celebrities that you like to, you know, stay in touch with. But I really enjoy following Dane because sometimes if I don't have the capacity to watch a football game or watch the Brownlow or if I've got something else on, all I need to do is just check in spasmodically with what is being posted by Dane Swan and I feel like I'm up to date in a far more entertaining way. So we actually started watching the Brownlow and I feel like most people followed this suit then went on to watch something else and just came back when it was a couple of rounds to go because it does go for a long time. And all I needed to do was just keep my phone nearby and, and keep in touch with Dane's tweets and I knew exactly what was going on and I was far more entertained than I would have been watching the whole count. Mm. And it does go for a long time. It does. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe for TV rights, I need to fill it out for like so many hours, but... There's a couple of things on there. The like, why on earth is this doing on the telly, or why are they doing this, or why are they doing a three-minute filler on how the brown brown was made, or <laughs> why, is there, why is there so many kids on it, or something? You know what I mean? Like we all love kids, but you know. So I get the kids ones, right? That's NAB, okay? So NAB's a sponsorship. Nothing, no, nothing to yeah. nothing. Yep. Okay. Exactly. But make you the brown logo, and look. Uh, the easiest thing in the world is to bag, and we we I stay in my lane in, in general. In other words, I don't know how it was, what it's like to play good footy. I've done some media, I've done some shit media too. That was the laziest coverage I've ever seen in my life. And I heard yeah. some bozos yesterday saying, "Well, there were no cringe moments. So it was good coverage." No, no. The idea is to actually put yourself out there, take some risks, and may entertain people a little bit, surely, mm. rather than just reams of stats and boring shit. Well, that's my job, Ralph. So if they Correct. didn't do that, I'd, I'd be out of a job. That's exactly where I was going from. That the entertainment was on Twitter. If you were, if you didn't have it on you and Titus and others, you just missed exactly. out on stuff because there was nothing on TV. Now, t- now, so I'm constructive. Why wasn't Alistair Clarkson part of the coverage? Why was it on? It was on Fox Footy last mm. night. You'd make sure you'd say, "Well, Alistair Clarkson's available. We're going to do something with him." I would imagine the paycheck was probably the reason. But, well, make the juice worth the squeeze. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, no, it was, it's a it's a long night, but I know especially it, on a Sunday night, like where most people would be hung hung out, hung over, or on a normal environment. Yeah, just doing like, <laughs> like, a, lot of, a lot of Zoom parties going on at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're all they're all the rage. Now, Dane, I know um, that you know that I'm always looking out for you and always looking for a job for you, and I think I have found one. I think that 
Obviously, Bruce wasn't hosting this year for the first year, which is, well, the first yeah. year since I can remember, which was a sad state of affairs. But Basil did an okay job. But I think that when they bring it back to Melbourne, would you be up for this, Dane? You know, when you watch, like, the Oscars or the Emmys, they always have two, and there's always one serious person that reads the awards, and then there's the, like, the person that's on the side that's a little bit more lighthearted and entertaining. Do you think that you could co-host the Brownlow with Bruce McAvaney? He can give I, us the stats and the I, series, and you can break it down for the people. What do you reckon? I think Bruce has done, isn't he? He's done with footy. He's done yes. with footy, but he might, yeah. you know, you never, never know. He may come back. I'll, well, what about Hamish? Would you, would you join Hamish, yeah. Dane, to put some in? I, I would. I would have be tough because I'm signed with Sportsbet. So the the main thing of the year Sportsbet allowed me to do is that. So, mm. um, but if the juice was worth the squeeze, it have to really have to be a big glass of orange juice. <laughs> I think it'd be entertaining. They need some more balance. It would it would uh, bring something well, a I, more to the night. I seen that. I seen that for the front bar. Well, I don't know why the front bar don't do it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. But they should have had a segment. Very very good. They should yeah. have had a segment on the Brownlow to say, "Here's the front bar boys take on the Brownlow year." That's a, exactly. that's an example. They've got talented people there, but it was just such boring. The heater, the heater and Daisy show. Oh, no, the public show. They put that on. All right. Was well, that the bit? Was that the bit that you recorded for him last week? Yeah. Well, I went for long. I went for about twenty minutes. I don't know. So I imagine their their make believe show. They probably put it on somewhere a bit longer than that. But um. But yeah. So, but out of all the, it's amazing. Out of all the unbelievable talent, Channel Seven <laughs> have on AFL. He, Shaw, and Dale Thomas are the two that get the biggest run. Can you believe Maybe that? Maybe you got to start believing them, Dave. <laughs> I, I I do not I do not know who what photos they've got of what people, but uh, doing what exactly I don't know what but whatever it is it's working because they keep getting gigs. Who do we need the to pitch this stuff. to, Ralph? Because something needs to change, and Dane is available for a good glass of OJ. No, no, but so the difference is though, like when you're doing a show, people go, "This is a good show, I'll watch it," or "This is a shit show, I won't watch it." But where you've got the luxury with the Brownlow is that people tolerate shit because mm. we want to see who wins the Brownlow. Right. Mm. So we sit through three and a half hours of the most tedious TV of all time and then the ratings come out. The ratings are huge and Channel 7 go, fuck, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not. Half the players look like they're bloody um, chained up or they're, oh, they're hot. The Melbourne base boy look like, base boys look right. like they were enjoying it. Look like they're in a bloody roast ceremony. Like they're bloody going, they're going to co one at each ad break. They're, they're all forced to stand up. Um, right, it was fucking. Did Tom Mitchell slip a slip a slide one through with the alcohol or whatever? Yeah, yeah, good on him. Um, didn't, didn't they backpedal on that one? I missed yeah. it. I missed yeah. it. Enlighten me. So he said, uh, he said, well, it's meant to be meant to be uh, booze free, right. but we've got the eskies full out the back of the boot <laughs> along those lines. Well, you have you- to. Um, you can't sit there all night for that long and not have a beer. But how are they allowed to be all in a room together and, and the average punter can't? Uh, they were all in a room together, all the Melbourne, Melbourne people, weren't they? Look, I would assume playing, being part of the AFL bubble might be part of it, I'd guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. How, come Tom, how come they're not allowed to drink? They're not playing anymore. <laughs> oh, Dane. <laughs> okay. Do you want a moment? Pardon? Would you like a moment? 
the pulse high. Can we go back a bit to when Dan was asking why Dane's not on mainstream TV? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Could you imagine the Brownlow intro music comes in and everyone's getting seated and there's a buzz in the room and it's really exciting and Hamish takes the stage and then all of a sudden in the through the PA you hear this. <clears throat> Sorry, just uh... the, pollen, the pollen's high around Stony King today. Did you not see the? Oh, I haven't um, seen the pollen the... index. To be honest, yeah, they would want to have a HEPA pollen filter going through the Crown Palladium if you're going to be hosting them, perhaps. That's right. That's right. Um, but I guess get knock it out. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Gotta take a um, a pollen thing. Um, yeah. Are we attending um, to the dog or the boy at the moment? I reckon we start a petition and get it signed and, and get some change happening on the Brownlow. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. Well, I've done like six years in a row now, so. What is happening? What? Oh, everyone at home, I apologise. <laughs> I don't know we don't apologise for much. Remember when Shane and I asked if we did this in one take, Sam? Yeah, right, yeah. Taking the allergy hay fever tablet, not a fucking ecstasy tablet. I don't know why so... <laughs> well, early anyway. I've just woken up. The pollen's high. I'm just bloody get myself together. The weather's shit. Thank you. It is. I've locked down for another six months. The world, Melbourne's fucked. Yeah, not the, the world. Melbourne is fucked. Anyway, say something relevant about uh, your new so, fellow Brownlow medalist. Shane Woden, how did it go? No, we'll get to worry, but the bell only wants as a as a winner. Yeah, what are your um, thoughts? Pretty good. Yep. Uh, oh. Come on. What do you want me to say? He's, well, he's good on. Um yeah, he's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> Dane. He's he stormed home. Well, what is, Just what? there was money to be picked up off the ground mm. after round twenty. Mm. Oh yeah. It was a dollar thirty. Yeah. He should have been a dollar one. <laughs> about halfway, about halfway when he's like two dollars fifty, he should have been a dollar thirty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when we see all the green ticks and obviously sports where they're like, he's, you know, they because we're doing the thing on the edge of life. He's seven votes in front of where he's meant to be, or he's right. He's, he was meant to get votes there, so you knew. But um, there was the truckload before the, but before, just before the vote too. Him. For him. Yeah. Um. He's with Bond and Pally, obviously. Because probably all of them were well-deserved, you know. But um, they all had good years, obviously, because you can't not have a good year and win the Brownlow. But um, how did you go? I I started a couple of multis, and who ruled me? Chuk Miller didn't get over 23 and a half. That, was, that wasn't fun. And Steele didn't get over 28 and a half or something. They were the only two that cost me. Mm. Five minutes before, I realised I hadn't had a bet, so I just had 30 on Bond and Pally. That was yeah. my huge, huge, huge result. You knew he was. It was like being on a on a leader that was six in front of the two hundred. You knew it was stuffed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, wasn't going to pay for the groceries anyway. Tough, um, tough for him because he's he's the camera's on him because he's leading and he every, in the back of his head he goes, "Well, I know I'm not can't win this." And the you know they obviously have to talk about it because he's in front. And then, but you know he might he might win one one day. But it sucks when you have a really good year and you win like. A lot of stuff, and then it's like, will you be able to have such a good year again? You know, because you might get like 34, 35 votes or something. 
I I had the record for 34 for like a year. Then like Dangerfield had 35. Up, Sam, please. Yeah, then like Dusty and now him have got 36. So what? Three people in fucking 130 years have had more than both of that, and they just happen to have it in the same year that those boys didn't win the Brownlow. But you know what? It is what it is. So every that, now and then, every now and then, I trick you into giving some footy insights. So can you please explain to me why? Away from the boring argument every year about it's a midfielder's medal, but why is it dominated by midfielders, yet usually the game is won or lost by key position players? Great question. If they're on fire. So in other words, if you could, you could have 35 yep. on the losing side easy, but you can't kick eight. You yep. very rarely kick eight the losing side of those. But, but I was, yeah, but if they're on fire, like how many, if, you, if you're kicking eight a game, you're winning the Browner. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, I it's consistency. Like you might kick... Like Carey, Buddy, like all the, Gary was favourite for the Brownlow. What? Just asked him, he'd tell you about seven times. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him on a list here. For it's because they're, they're not as consistent. And just whether you like or not, they, they can't be as consistent. Because if they, if they kicked eight every week, they would have kicked 180. Yeah. Or, you know, 100, fucking, about 180. I reckon they're winning the Brownlow if you've mm. kicked eight a game. Well, was it Taylor? Who was that GWS boy who, um, I say boy because I'm an off heart, but um, who stopped Hawkins and he was easily the most dominant player yeah. or most important player in the game, but he didn't get a vote that day, for instance. Mm. Yeah, backs a bit harder. Yeah. Well, I guess spoils and that and like, yeah, well, it's just people people catch midfielders' eyes more because they're around the ball more. I think that's just the obvious reason. Like, yeah. you're around the more you have probably what's determined to have more influence on the game because you're involved in it all the time and you're not reliant on someone kicking you the ball or someone kicking the ball at you. So, Sam, sorry, go Oh, so of course they're better, you know, key forwards. Is is Buddy good enough to have won a Brownlow? Clearly. Well, is Carey, Lee Matthews, Ablett, are they good enough to win Brownlow? Well, obviously they're the best players who've ever played the game, but um, we all just know that when you're not as consistent, you can't have... If a forward had 15 marks and kicked five or six every week, well, it would be the best season of all time and you would win the Brownlow. But, yeah, you might have you might kick 50, uh, four or five games where you kick five or six, and you're only getting, that's only 12, 15 votes. Well, I actually reckon now, and being old enough to remember this, that Lee Matthews would win a Brownlow nowadays, playing exactly the same situation. The difference was back then, umpires could vote anonymously. In other words, you'd say three votes and you wouldn't know which game he was given three votes and so forth. So the scrutiny now on umpires has put more pressure on. I reckon back then they used to say, "Oh well, he's a hard, he swore at me or whatever," and uh, used to used to penalise players for the way they they might have gone about it, as opposed to yeah. what they actually did on field. And I think, and I think the other thing is, um, umpires are human. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, and the other thing is, like people complain about the mid, like the um, midfielders award as the Brownlow and stuff like that. But you look at all the other media awards. Look at all the coaches' top tens. Look at the media three to ones. Every all the midfielders won them too, and they yeah. write it. And umpires read the papers. They catch the news. They listen to talkback radio. They like the rest of us. And if Mark and Bond and Pally's been shoved down your throat for a month, saying like he's a the next Dustin Martin, or they're creeping to their side and go fuck, he was actually very good. He's another three. You know what I mean? And yep. Some bloke pull back who no one's ever heard of. Like, I don't. Even, you wouldn't, the umpires come back in and go, who was number 12 again? <laughs> uh, but I can, 
Ollie winds it once again. Like, like they're in, you're in your brain, and when you're an umpire, you're around the ball so much. You see them all the time. You see them getting the ball and kicking goals, and so it's just it is what it is. It's I don't know why people have the same complaint every year that it's a myth. It is. It's for all the best players play. Um, just a, as another a periphery item from it, but um, how many people in the world do you think at the age of 45 could look good as good as Ben Cousins does today if they'd done everything perfectly in their life? <laughs> yeah, well. I know. He's, he's well, hopefully he's going very well. He looks good, doesn't he? Does yeah, look good. Absolutely. Scrubs so up all right, old Ben. Yes. What's that? He scrubs up all right, Ben, doesn't he? It's true. Yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully he's back on track and, yeah. you know. There's bright futures ahead of him. Let's hope so. Uh, Sam, is, is Shane Wyden one of the nicest people you've ever spoken to? Oh, that's the first thing I texted you afterwards, wasn't it, Ralph? He was such a nice guy. Ralph um, and I obviously spent some time talking to him beforehand, but I got on the phone a little bit before Ralph as well, and it's always interesting when I don't know the person, you kind of got to make small talk, and he was one of the easiest, loveliest people to chat to. And, um, Dane, you were almost out of a job for a little bit there. Yeah, well, if he's happy to sign all the merch, he can fucking have it. <laughs> so I did ask him that, from what I knew of him from his Melbourne days, as me being the hanger on, um, he never struck me as like a rat pack type of guy. No. And uh, he, he did say he was a bit more, uh, I think he said, Nathan Buckley, Paul McCurry, Paul McCurry yeah. Jimmy Clement than you guys. That would be fair to say, wouldn't it? That's a fair assumption, Ralph, yeah. <laughs> yep. I think so. Uh, but he accidentally said that Mick gave him the arse, and we had to say that's not how you actually refer to being given the flick. It's a required player, was he? It was yes. a required player, absolutely. absolutely. But he said that every year, him and D get an interstate trip to the Brownlow Medal on the AFL. Mm. Come to yeah, Melbourne. I see him in WA, does he? Mm. He lives in WA now. Right. He was living in Brisbane for a few years when he was coaching. Uh, here's my question. How come, how come the AFL didn't make an effort to get you to Perth? That's a great question. Man, I, I think I still think about that myself. Mm. Um, <laughs> you should redirect your anger from Daniel Andrews to Gil McLaughlin. I'll redirect it to anyone. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, Would you have done two weeks quarantine though, Dane? Uh, de- de- like I said, it depends how juicy the juice was. <laughs> juicy, juicy. <laughs> uh, it'd be tough. Mm. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, it'd be tough. But knowing that we won't be out of lockdown for another, what, six Six weeks weeks or six weeks, I'm like, Mm. probably, like the family could go, go there for two weeks, go to Darwin or something and do a week and actually, you know, walk around the compound and Mm. do that. Probably. Seriously, would have had to have thought about it. Mm. Speaking of the Jews, so there's talk of, you know, why wasn't the grand final last week? Why was there a bye between weeks? Glenn Jakovic said, no, no, it was good to have two weeks between. Why do you think Glenn Jakovic was saying it was good to have two weeks built up to the grand final? Oh, absolutely. Should be three. He, <laughs> he's a, a lot of, of people to talk to. He exactly. He, he, he enjoys that too, that side of football. So, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't... Now that the grand final week's here, I don't mind it. Like, we, we had the rugby on the weekend, so just in lockdown, it stretches out another week, you know, mm. something to do. Yeah. So, um, got the... Got a big Saturday for all everyone at home. Beauty, um, storms, four o'clock, and then um, then there's yeah, Thorson Australia's running Saturday too. Which one? Zaki. Zaki. Yeah. Down down to the superstar. Write that down. Um, yeah. Oh well, no, people who, don't, who do follow racing know what it is. So it's no. Uh, it How Dollar forty, I think it is. Oh, uh, by the way, so it, we, it's, uh, it's nine o'clock on Tuesday morning, wherever, even though it's Wednesday somewhere in the world. Mm. We've done it, Dano. We've done it. What? We've broken the 600 mark. Hmm? 600 what? Victoria. 603 new cases. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> we have chasing news. I think you're the only person in Melbourne who now checks those stats. Yeah, we don't check them. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I used to wake up and go, oh, surely we're going down. We're going to be able to lock down. But now it's just like, Fuck it. What, the more the better. So, because the more they have, the, the people will probably go, oh, shit, we do need to get vaccinated. And yeah, why, but, in uh, your opinion, Ralph, why are people in Sydney in particular still like getting tested? As in, obviously, they're doing their bit for the community, whatever the fucking buzzwords are around it. But if they're not even checking numbers or chasing numbers or chasing a numbers target, it's just about vaccines for them. Once like they're getting, you know, a thousand a day, why why are we still checking their numbers? If it's completely irrelevant, why are people still going out getting tested and checking it's numbers? A, and it wouldn't that be no, the no, they're still saying the numbers. Yeah. They are still saying them, but they're irrelevant. As in like it doesn't matter. Like well, they're, they're technically, irre- they're technically irrelevant to their changes. Right. Yeah. Well, isn't that the same here? Yes. Yes. Now, in that yeah. respect they're they're both the same. They've got more freedoms for seventy percent, eighty percent, but in, in, in Reality, both states are now saying it depends on how many people get vaccinated and how quickly they do it. Let's hope it's fast. So, anyway. Um, so, you mentioned Darwin mm. and giving back. Are you giving back in Darwin? What's going on there? Uh, well, I'd like to be. Once it's again. That you're playing footy. Yeah, as I said, well, I'd like to be, but once again, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get up there. Right. Well, 
this is a, this is a crucial service for the community. Surely the the, the highest level of government Absolutely. is going to get involved. Absolutely. Is the well, are they liberal or labour up there? Oh, I don't actually know. Well, hopefully you might have burnt a bridge or two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, is there any, has there any actually been any talk of borders? I haven't. I've just had. It's been a long weekend. Um, so. <laughs> I can understand. I know that Perth borders uh, were planning to stay shut until next year, and then there was a whisper around the weekend that he's keeping them close till Easter. Yeah, yeah. Perth is a different country, so I yeah, don't just I cut don't them off and let them float Perth, off. WA enough. part of Australia, but um, so yeah. Well, so the the Darwin thing. Well, yeah, I was planning on it, but I like I legitimately don't know if I'll be able to. Um, so it's. Well, yeah, people so. power. Hopefully, that'll help. Fingers crossed. But sure, is it eighty percent? Didn't they say eighty percent countries open? Uh, no, Suppose, no, my brain's not practical. That I at think all. that's the plan, but I think yeah. there are a couple of premiers that are now backing down from the plan, which is the problem. Okay, um, so I've got a question for you. Hmm. Who is Jared Wade? Jared Wade. Jared Wade. No, Wade. W A D E. Am I meant to know? Because I, I don't think I do. Well, it's 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 not many degrees of separation from you. American but, singer. Yeah, so you don't American doesn't ring a bell. He's Collingwood's new he's Collingwood's new high performance manager. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So um Brendan Bob, director of coaching, uh, Justin Leverage head of strategy, they're running out of roles. That's what I'm concerned for you. Mm. I'm also concerned for myself. He wants head of culture anyway. Yeah, no. yeah I've been uh, I've been consulted on many of these decisions, but from the outside, it looks like they're making some pretty good hires, doesn't it? It does. What's what your read so far? Yeah, I think they're, they're well, in the coaching ones, I think they're putting some pretty good people around Fly, who um, obviously is, a, I'd assume, he's good mates with, with Lepich from their playing days. And Brendan Bolton obviously was had some pretty good experience under Clarko and then had his own experience. Um, as a coach, not that it was super successful, but he's obviously had the pressures of being a coach and obviously has a, a decent footy brain. So three pretty good um, people there to to help guide the young fellas. I think, which is good, the the high performance guy. Obviously, he came from South Sydney. No, I think he's come league. from a different sport. Yeah, he's come from South South Sydney. And oh, South sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so completely different game, completely different skill and fitness that you're going to need, but I'm sure they've obviously done their due diligence and understand. And he understands what it takes to get a an AFL club um, fit, so the proof will be in the pudding there. Um, but so far, you, you'd have to say just three or four ticks for everyone they've employed. Now, like Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, so we'll see when they all get back together and see how they go. But so far, you can't argue that it hasn't been... On the on the pa- on on paper, to the three, four, pretty you know, very good signings. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can develop them um, pretty quickly, and they can get up the ladder a little well, bit quicker. Lots of questions from our listeners from Mud and Beers. Swanee and side, Steel Sidebottom seem to slowly becoming the same person. <laughs> oh, it's a statement, not a question. Your haircut. That's a shave my head. Um, yeah, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. 
That's, I don't know who's that. That's more of a comment to him or to me. <laughs> <laughs> what would he say? I don't know. He'd probably say the same thing. We've both got young children, so maybe we are. <laughs> Which leads to Guts Armstrong. Whose hairline is worse, Dane or Ralph's? Well, I'm actually, mine, mine's hanging in there, for particularly for being an elderly gentleman, according to you mine's, guys. Mine's fine too. I just, just as I say, like I'm not, I'm in no danger of going of losing it anytime soon. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. I guess we both have nice, um, nice follicles, Ralph, on top of our son. You'll like this from Matt. Not a question, but just did some charity work and bought some Bala apparel. You're welcome. Oh, what a guy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> now get some shit merch too. So from I'll, sign, I'll, I'll sign a fucking W old friend. <laughs> exactly. From Snake and Rollings. Why does it hurt when I pee? Well, you should get uh, that looked at. Chlamydia. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that one I put on our Instagram about the uh, about the guy who put the, USB. the phone charger up his second? Oh, <laughs> fucking idiot. That's yeah, fantastic. What, what brings someone to do that? Sorry, Sam? No, what brings someone to do dumb shit like that? Like, oh, I might just... It's not like, it's not like you've looked down I mean, you're a boy the first time. To play with. What? You need to charge it up. <laughs> you guys are fucked. <laughs> I'm pretty flaccid. <laughs> From uh, DG, hang on, I'll get this right. From, uh, yep, DG Gravy. Did 20 chuck on the fluoros and head down to the CFMEU protest. Oh yeah, no, not yet, but if it's going to get us one day closer to getting out of lockdown, I won't have to put on the high vis. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. They're going back at it. They're back at it again today, aren't they? Yeah, I, think, yeah. I don't think it's finished. Let, let's, uh, let's take the odds on there. If he loses um, them... Yeah, in trouble, won't he? Because he, he pretty much keeps them in power. The union keeps him in power, don't they? Mm. I would think so. I would think so. Uh, uh, does Swanee get any feedback from those tweets about sports bet from Sean? Uh, feedback by the general public or feedback by sports bet? Well, who would you be more concerned about? <laughs> yeah, well, obviously my bosses. People uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we, the, we, we only had to take one down. Um, I saw that one. About tech. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, Sam's, I'll, I'll push your eyeballs back in your head there. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, well, the thing was, Tex Walker's leading the Brownlow after three rounds, and it'd be fair yeah. to say there wasn't a lot of chat about it on the coverage. No, there wasn't. No, he just he got swept under the carpet. So I just <laughs> wanted to make sure the good folks knew. Um, blue skies were ahead. But um, yeah, so the feedback. Oh no, not like, I haven't had any yesterday or today. But so we, like I said, we sit around. Usually, we all sit around with all their their bosses or the legal person or whoever it is, and the, and the content guys, and we just sit around and just just talk shit. Like just like I don't have prepared tweets. We just sit there and I just we just watch it and do it like a goggle box, I guess you would call it, and yeah. just, just comment on. It. And then if someone sort of Last, if I say something half funny or goes, oh, that'll be good, then we just try and work out a way how I'm allowed to say it without <laughs> getting sued. Exactly, yeah. So, um, but as in feedback, no, no one, they haven't, they don't ring me and give me like a, a, a letter grade of how good it was. But, you know, during the night, they'll be like, this, this tweet's flown or, you know, this tweet's had so many engagements, this one's a good one. So, stuff like that. But, um, no, but they don't. They're pretty good. They pretty let, let myself do my thing, but um, like I said, I got censored on a lot of Nadia Bartel gags, 
But um, yeah, the the boss would just be like, nah, that's off limits. But the kids are off limits. Not that I was going to fucking bad kids, but I was the couple of nab things. I was like, oh, let's move on, or you know, some to those effects. And I said, no, we can't. But not to say the kids, but I was like, okay, keep sending out a tweet saying I'm not allowed to touch the kids. I've oh. been told. So that obviously wasn't that wasn't allowed. But um, <laughs> but you know, but no, I in, yeah, I don't I don't get. The only feedback I get is immediate if I say something like, um, whatever I want to tweet, and they go, "No, nah, that's I'd love to, but we're not allowed," or things like that. So, so no feedback the next day, no email saying what I couldn't couldn't work on. Um, yeah, just just real real time feedback, letting me know that this is appropriate or that's inappropriate. So, unlike the normal workforce, when you're doing things like this, there's only one bit of feedback, only one guaranteed piece of feedback. Mm. Are you doing it next year? Mm. So next year, if you see Swanee do it, the feedback's good. Mm. Well, I think um, my manager's manager. I think I think we've just. I haven't signed anything. I think we're signed up for another couple of years of sports. But I don't know if that's. Enough. I, I hope that's true. I, maybe maybe Sunday night I, I fucked it up for him, but um, I think I'll be there the next couple of years. Yeah. So I would imagine I'll I'll be doing it the next couple of years. I did MC for the AFL for five years, I think it was, in a row. It all, there's some big games and always, always tremendously amusing, Sam and, and Dane. Had had some I go-to doubt. zingers. No, had some go-to zingers that always worked. And when when we were when we when we at the MCG, the big final, and there's a Western, there's an interstate team particularly, you you could really do those zingers about how backward Perth is and Adelaide, whatever. So never failed. Anyway, before I think it was 2012 grand final, um, West Coast are playing, and one of the staff comes up and says, "An AFL exec's here, and he doesn't like any Perth jokes." So I had to change my entire routine at the very last minute, and couldn't have died a bigger death. And Dane, how many gigs do you think I've done for him since? Um, I would imagine about as many as a certain required podcaster <laughs> has done on this podcast <laughs> for about the last two years. <laughs> so what did you go with? Uh, oh, something shit. I just went to Dr. Google and tried some doctor. I don't know if it was knock, knock jokes or whatever it was. It just it was so bad. But everything had worked for... Who, who, who was the um, AFL commander? Let's name and shame him. <laughs> no, no, I honestly don't know. I, I, I would. But, it was, but ultimately, it's my fault. I would have been better off getting up there, killing it, and then, and then you know... They say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, do, say, they do say it's easier to ask for um, forgiveness and permission. <laughs> so, so I know what I did do was shit. So, yeah. so, so pro tip for any any uh, young people on the way up there, yeah, just do, do your own thing. Uh, Sam, have you had horror stories like that as MC, or do you just sort of you're more yeah you're more make 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 him make him just happy and light and length stuff. Make him happy. I've um I try and steer clear of that because I want my job the next year. Like you said, you know you've done yeah. good if you get asked back again, but. No, I've been oh, around some. Jump. I've been I, around I, some awkward moments, that's for sure, and it is very cringeworthy. I had to jump off the vomit one night. What? <laughs> I, had to, I had to jump off stage to vomit one night <laughs> with Sam. No, 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 just on the own. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, but if I'll, you pay for day twenty, you get day twenty. Yeah, People exactly. can pay for me. It's MC. Absolutely. I did. I did have one really awkward That's moment, but it wasn't wasn't really necessarily my fault. But I think I might have told this on here when it was my first year um, emceeing with the WWE, and I wasn't sure if obviously we know they have their characters and 
one of the wrestlers that had come back for a performance at Rod Laver was Emma. And she was a Melbourne girl. And so my question to her was, you know, are you, are you, I just spoke to her backstage and she was lovely. And then we got on stage and I didn't realize that she was a, an, a, a bit of a bad character, a baddie. And I asked her on stage, oh, how good is it to be home in Melbourne? You know, thinking that's a great question to ask considering the crowd's Melbourne and they would have clapped and she would have been, been like, yeah, so great to be home. And she literally just stared at me and then looked off in the distance and was like, what do you think? And gave me full attitude and I felt, felt so shit. I was so embarrassed. It was the first question. I was like, well, where do we go from here? It wasn't necessarily my fault. Where did it you was go? embarrassing. Where did you go? Good question, Dane. <laughs> where did you go? Where did you go? Not far. It was embarrassing. I was so embarrassed. Was she nice off once she got off? I, I didn't know, get to see they... her afterwards because they then went off and then went and got ready for the performance. But I was I was mortified. First question. Was she just first being time. was she just being a heel on purpose or was she just a bitch? Well, that's what I asked. I asked the people that I was working with. They were like, "Oh no, that's just her." But it wasn't her before we got on stage. If that made sense. So I feel like she was okay. just getting into character. But I was. It was it was yuck. It was yeah. a yuck feeling. From uh, Harpsy, how many days is acceptable to take off work for a premiership win or loss? <laughs> how many days would I take off? Well, what's the acceptable rate? Do you think? Uh, um, Melbourne hasn't been sixty years. What has been sixty years? Nineteen sixty-four was the last fifty-seven years. Oh, you've got to sell. Well, it depends where you live, but um, obviously <laughs> Melbourne is. Well, definitely. Um, you definitely have to go back to work to at least Wednesday, mm. Thursday, like just for your average. If you, and depending on how old you are, like if you haven't seen one in your whole life and you're 50, I think you're entitled to have your own little mad Monday in your home and then a terrible <laughs> Tuesday um, for sure. So then you have, then, then I'd say Wednesday just to get your brain back and get yourself together and maybe just like a, a nice lunch just to um, watch the game again and then you know, fucking take the whole week off. You deserve it. It's 60 years. <laughs> The Bulldogs, on the other hand, they won one, what, four or five years ago? So they probably only get the Mad Monday. Oh. And and the Tuesday to recover. So they get to go back Wednesday. Um, the Melbourne supporters, 60 years, they get the week. Mm. From D. Glover, Dane, do you rate Mark McCurry as a player? Should have won the 99 Brownlow when second to Shane Crawford. I don't know if he should um, have. He went close. Yeah, I was, I was also very young, so I didn't watch a, a lot of Essendon. But, yeah, he was... He was pretty good, I think. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of people should have won Brownlows as well. A lot of a lot of superstars out there that could have been superstars if they, you know, if they were good at football. It's amazing. <laughs> Come across with mate, I could have been anything. It's just if I learned how to kick Mark and be able to find the football, I'd be anything. Well, so my racing punning phrase is: be, beware the unlucky runner. Mm. It's it's easier to get beaten than it is to win. Yeah, it's the same true. thing with footy, isn't it? That is indeed. Okay, so I'm going to read one, two, three. I'm going to read six of these in a row, uncensored, because we we try not to censor, right? Mm. So here we go. From Am I answering them? Well, I'll do all six, and then then you get Are the they, list. They're all the same same topic. Oh, okay, okay. From Andrew Swanee, are you okay? You don't look well in that photo. <laughs> uh, Did you from Dorian, no. From Lee, this selfie looks like still bo- side bottom. Good night. From Barb, what happened to your hair? From Rachel, is Dane's hair receding? From Lum, is Dane going bald? And from Viney, Dane, how long are you going to try and hang on to your hair? Feathers are looking a little thin. Uh, so the first time was I okay? Oh, I was in a bit of I was in a bit of pain. Um, Sunday, 
Sunday. Like I had a Sunday. Mate, I had a Zoom I had a Zoom party that went. <laughs> I don't um. Right. I hadn't seen the sunlight in a while, and that was the first time that I can sense before I had the before take come on. So probably this year, I reckon I'd been up still when when the sun came up. Um, so I was in a bit of pain. Um, so when the question, yes. So to answer your question, was uh, am I okay? No, I wasn't. Um, but I had a job to do for sports fest, so I toughed it out. Mm. Um, and why I don't know. I actually, my cousin actually said I look like steel too, so I thought I did a face swap with steel. Um, secondly, no, I'm not going bald. I'm nowhere near it. And my hairline is still completely normal. And my reason why I shaved my head is like, well, I'm not getting a haircut till fuck knows how long. So I can't see anyone. So what's, and then obviously I shaved on the Saturday. Then they asked me to take a selfie with my, um, with the medals on for the sports prep thing. I was like, ah, fuck, I'll just shave me. I was going to put a beanie on, but. I was like, I can't be fucked doing that. So I just, um, yeah. By the time I'm allowed out again, my hair will be normal. But I don't really think it's. I don't think it looks too bad. But so they can all get fucked. It was just a. <laughs> it was a. Um, it was a perfect storm. So I was hungover. I was hurting, and obviously just shaved my head. I've got the scruffy beard because I haven't like trimmed that. Um, and I was laying on my couch, just feeling sorry for myself. Very nice. Um, so that's it for us. Are we going to do a grand final one later? Well, I was wondering, are we going to talk about the grand final? Because I'd love your insights. Are we doing this today? What should we do on Friday? On public holiday? Yeah, I'll probably say do a Thursday or Friday where we, um, the teams have come out and we can. Great idea, guys. Giving the people (coughs) more. Giving the people more. Well done. All right. Well, tune in, tune in Friday and we'll do our grand final preview. Thanks, guys. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.